You're listening to the Bride Chilla Podcast, helping bride chillas and groom chillas plan their wedding minus the bullshit, one podcast at a time. That's what we do here at Bride Chilla, Alicia. Is my name and wedding planning, well, it's not technically my game. My game is this, talking about wedding planning. I am not a wedding planner. People do write to me saying, hey, are you available to book to do uh, wedding planning? And I'm just like, look, I can send you a list of amazing people, but I'm not one of them. I'm like you. I'm a lay person. Maybe you're a vendor. Maybe you're an expert. I don't want to pass judgment. But I like to talk all about wedding planning. I like to talk about solving wedding planning problems and other shit. <laughs> Here's the thing. You wouldn't even notice right now, except there's a little bit of a slight lisp occasionally, is that this episode of the Bride Chiller podcast is brought, brought, is brought, oh, I need rich here right now, brought is in bring, bought is in buy. That's wrong as well. Fuck. This podcast is uh, proudly brought to us today by Loomist, who are a partner in the show. And I'm very excited because I am wearing right now some of their fabulous teeth whitening strips teeth whitening strips you can sort of hear a little bit but nothing dramatic and a few weeks ago I put a call out on the Bride Chiller community page in Facebook asking for Bride Chillers to test themselves Loomis teeth whitening so we can get their feedback and I actually look their feedback's amazing I'm not gonna lie and what I did I put it out there and said I want an honest review and they're great what I love about this product is that it's a five-day system they're strips that you stick on your teeth. They don't move, as you'll hear Bride Chilla Jammy say later on. Because I have used, I don't know about you, but before we got hitched, I was a little bit funny about my white, the whitening of my teeth. And I went to the dentist and the dentist said, great, for $800, and maybe I'm a sucker, I don't know, we can give you these trays. And you put this gel in, which tasted... Not good. Let's be honest. Not good at all. And then you put the tray in your mouth. You can't speak. You can't do anything. You look like a bit of a silly person. And also my teeth got really sensitive. So when Loomis contacted me and said that they would like to um, be a partner of the show, would I like to try the product and would I like to share the product with some bride chillers? I was like, yes, let's do it. Let's give this a red hot go. And I've been really delighted with the results personally because I have had no teeth sensitivity. I have well, as you can hear, I can wear them while I am speaking on a podcast. So they're not affecting my life in any serious way, as in I can go about my business. Uh, I've worn them running <laughs> because I like, you know me, I like to make use of my time. And I'm like, I will listen to a podcast, whiten my teeth and run at the same time. Girl likes to multitask. That's what I do. So I'm going to bring you uh, later in the show a couple of quick bits of testimonials so you can hear from yourself and uh, also going to launch a little bit of a comp. If you are listening the week of this episode going out, that is the Labor Day weekend in the States, the 4th of September is when this episode is launched. We have a competition that I'd love you to enter where you can win your own uh, full treatment with Loomist and also a bride chiller tote bag. Now, I have some product here in the United Kingdom, so I will be giving away a pack in the UK and a tote bag in the UK or Europe. No disqualifications for our European. There's no Brexit happening here for me. And also for our uh, American listeners. I'll also add Australia and Canada on there too. 
I'm just saying I've got two packs to give away and two tote bags. We're very excited. So if you would like to enter, visit the Bride Chiller Facebook page and Bride Chiller community page. I'll put the posts up in both of those. And uh, there's a fun little quick task for you to do and you can enter. There it is. This is a Q&A episode today of the Bride Chiller podcast. I am so happy that you were sharing. And I think it's great. After last week, a couple of weeks ago, I did a Q&A episode. And um, sorry, wearing the stuff. I have to swallow a little bit more. I'm so sorry if that's disgusting. <laughs> Rich will listen to this back and go, that's manky. But I'm just, you know, I'm being honest with you. They're fun to wear, but I'm still wearing them and I still have to swallow after we did the Q, we as in I did the Q and A episode a few weeks ago, I got a bunch more questions because people are like, "Ah, oh, wake up, Australia! She's back." So today I am going to answer more of your wedding planning questions. A very diverse bunch of questions, might I add. Starting off today with a little bit of feedback from Bride Chiller Stephanie, who says, "Alicia, I love your podcast. Thank you." Whenever I feel stressed about wedding planning and I tune into your show, I end up feeling more relaxed and in control. So thank you for what you do. My pleasure. Absolutely my pleasure. My question is regarding the second voice message from episode 282 about not giving... That was the the Q&A I was talking about before, just so you know, in case you're going to go back and listen. Uh, Episode 282 about not giving wedding details to people who are going to give you negative comments. Hmm. Uh, from memory, we were talking about just saying to people, just as a side note, this is not Stephanie, this is Alicia talking. We were talking about the idea that if you know someone is going to be a dick or a jerk and might jump in and give you unhelpful advice or feel like you're obliged to listen to their shitty advice or they might have good advice but then they keep hammering at home even though you have made the decision, then we were suggesting perhaps just not talking to them about some details. There it is. She says, my fiancé and I are struggling with his parents. They seem to have an ongoing opinion on everything. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Uh, She goes on. (laughs) Sorry. They want to know every detail of our wedding so they can critique or put in their two cents. It's much easier to change the subject with friends or co-workers regarding the wedding, but it's a different story with parents. My fiancé always ends up upset about talking to his parents on the phone because of the wedding grilling. They like to lecture us on the importance of things that they already we are already doing in regards to planning, like blocking hotels, making guest lists, etc., as if we aren't doing them. It's like they don't trust us to plan our own wedding and they do not hear us. How do you get the in-laws to take a chill pill? Oh boy. I mean, I wish... I'll keep going. My fiancé and I have a timeline with deadlines, and we've been really good about following it, yet nothing is good enough for them. They were already pissed when we decided to have 2.5-year engagement. (laughs) We got engaged at the end of grad school and decided to focus on getting jobs before wedding planning. You know, the responsible thing. Because delaying the wedding means delaying grandchildren. That is a whole different story. Help! Help! I would love it if you had any advice to point me in the right direction of an old podcast about in-laws and parents. Thank you, Stephanie. Okay. So, and she says, P.S. I just requested to join the Facebook group. Delighted. Stephanie, good to have you there. Look, this is a very interesting scenario that I am sure... 
80% of people listening have come across, whether it's in-laws, family members, friends even, that are just a bit intense. And (laughs) Rich and I, I struggle with this because... We've just been on, as you would have heard, potentially, if you listened, have you listened to the episode that sounded accusatory? I mean to say, we've been on a trip with Veronica, which is mum. I love Veronica. We love Veronica. But the one thing we noticed on this trip, and I've noticed it with my dad as well, is as parents get older, it's like the Benjamin Button thing. They seem to think we know less. As we get older, we progress and we become more wise in our years, hopefully, we don't know everything, but we have life experience. And as parents get older, it seems that they think we know less. And it's very frustrating. There are moments where my dad will explain things to me like I'm 14. And it's like, dude, I left home when I was 18. I've been making my money, doing my own thing. I'm still alive. I'm doing really well. And I know he respects me and he thinks I'm a top gal. Uh, but there are moments when it's like, hey, what, when you know, I'm running my business going to work why don't you trust that I can do these basic life functions so Stephanie when I read this I sort of you know I felt very akin to aligned and akin to what you're saying because it can be challenging when you're like what the fuck do you think we're doing here it's you know I'm not here for a haircut we're making we're doing the wedding we know how to do it we don't need you to tell us obvious stuff but I think as well as we try and do with bride chilliness is to try and flip it and sometimes, and when I say flip it, I mean try and see the perspective of the person that is over-instructing, that's trying to give too much information when we don't need it. Perhaps that they feel that, you know, they feel a little out, overwhelmed that you are so good at what you're doing and they feel like they're not needed as much and therefore they try and give you advice just to keep it in your mind that they do know everything. <laughs> I'm sure it's not sort of vindictive or I'm sure they don't think that you guys are hopeless. But sometimes I think if you're so in control and you're mature and you know, and obviously, as you said, you've made responsible decisions because you chose to finish grad school and get your shit together before jumping into planning a wedding and spending all that money. Ofs, you are very in control. I've said ofs like three times now. Saying that, maybe they feel a little out of their own bounds because their parents and parents are usually there to tell you what to do and help you, but you don't need the guidance. They're freaking out. That's my uh, armchair psychology for you today, Stephanie. I don't know what else to say except for maybe be wary as to what, and this is not, I'm not saying to lie or don't tell people and be secretive, but maybe just drip feed information if you feel like they're going to be on your back all the time. It's very difficult without sounding rude and I know it can be challenging when you want to say something and just get the message through and it can come out in the wrong way. For example, when we were driving uh, on our recent holiday with Veronica, I'm, I'm coming back to what I was supposed to be saying. Veronica likes backseat driving. I would say this in front of her if she was sitting right next to me. I'm not bitching. I'm not being rude. But I was quite nervous We were driving in Italy, so it's the other side of the road to what I'm used to driving on. And Veronica had made a couple of comments that she didn't feel comfortable driving in Italy. But we really needed to drive to get to the destination that we were getting to. 
So I'd sort of built it up in my mind. I was like, okay, we just want to be calm and I need to concentrate. We just need to make this work. And then Rich was sort of worried about it too. And he's like, we just, you know, we just don't want to have any sort of comments from the back seat too much. And as soon as we got in the car, Veronica said, there's a van down there. There's a van down there. Uh, and we could see the van. The van was like two minutes, two minutes down the road. And Rich said, listen, mum, we're going to have to not do the backseat driving. You're going to freak us both out. And it didn't go well. So I'll say that potentially we could have phrased it better. Maybe V could have reacted differently. And we sorted it all out. It was fine. But it was one of those moments where it was like, we can drive the car, but also I totally love her opinion. But it can be challenging. Here's my husband, Rich. What's, I was... what's going on here? What's going on? <laughs> He's just gone to do some shopping. It's lunchtime. Some... I'm hungry. I was just telling everyone about, uh, just briefly, right. uh, and then we can, go to, we can go to break and I'll have some lunch. Please. Um, about when we were on a holiday in, in Italy and your mum getting stroppy because you told her not to backseat drive. Yeah. And that sometimes parents treat us a bit like children, even though we're in our mid-30s and have adult responsibilities. Yeah, well, I think I'm still just a baby to her. Why is that? I'm a 37-year-old man. I know. And Stephanie's written saying that her in-laws are constantly sort of saying, have you written a guest list? And you're like, no shit, Sherlock. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> but why do parents... I've said it's like Benjamin Button, that they get older, but they think we're getting younger mentally, even yeah. though they've raised us and they trust us, hopefully. Well, I suppose it's hard to uh, disassociate from the memories of us as a wee band just screaming and shitting ourselves. <laughs> I mean, we do sometimes regress. Sure, but that's after a lot of wine. <laughs> it's weird, though, isn't it? It is. Uh, yeah, that's a bit weird. Look, Stephanie. Speaking of wine, yeah. it's uh, lunchtime. We're not drinking with lunch. Right, I'm going to go eat my lunch and I'll be back. And um, quick sidebar, you've been doing some Loomis teeth whitening. Some teeth. I love my teeth. Teeth. And it's easy. I was saying it's so easy to talk with them in. This is the strips. So easy. Have you got them in now? Yeah. Amazing. Who would even know? Where's your lisp? I've been really concentrating <laughs> on not having the lisp. Concentrating. Oh, now it's all going off. Oh, it's all happening. Should have turned all my noises Let's off. Let's go get some wine. There's no wine. What are we having for lunch? <laughs> can you drink with these things in? You can have water. But not wine. I don't think we should be promoting drinking wine while teeth whitening. I prob- no, teeth I always- whining. I don't think Loomis did appreciate that. Fine. But I do think, yes, you can absolutely have water, as you will hear, Bride Chiller Jammy. I thought you were going to say, as you'll hear me drink water on the podcast. <laughs> Great. Things well, are really <laughs> moving up in the world. <laughs> oh, dear. We're going to go to lunch. Now I'm going to play you some amazing... You have to take your stuff out for, for lunch? Yeah. Well, I've hit my hour and... I've done an hour and ten now. Wow. Yeah. That's how many minutes? Um, that's 70 minutes. 70 minutes. Rude. <laughs> While Rich and I go and have lunch, please listen to these amazing testimonials. And if you want to win your own Loomist pack, that is five days, five shades of white teeth to get white teeth. White teeth, white teeth, white teeth. It's like a tongue twister. White teeth. No lisp. Then you <laughs> just need to visit the Bride Shiller community if you're a member of that group or if you're not on uh, Facey on Facebook or if you're not you can visit just the plain old Bride Chiller Facebook page where you will see the details of the competition you can also win your choice of a Bride Chiller tote my choice well I think I was going to say more if you want to choose for them I can do that (laughs) that's a weird competition and you can win ritual shoes I mean it suits me it's fine with me we've got happy days we've got Bride Chiller yeah Maid Chiller yeah 
I can't remember the other ones currently. Oh, There's a range. I'll give you a what choice. What chunky bitrate part thing deal is this? Listen, this is a very good competition. Oh, okay, good. Right. Here can't wait some... to choose a winning tote. Well, I don't know about this. This is a weird comp. <laughs> Here are some wonderful testimonials. I think you'll very much enjoy them and uh, there'll be more of us. You're coming back after lunch. Okay. At Santa Three. Post wine. There's no wine. Hmm. After this, thebridechiller.com for more information. Kisses. Happy days. It's not the end of the show. It's yeah, just it a is. Break. No, let's wrap it up. We got to go. Come on. Happy days. Happy days. Bye, everyone. See you later. Bye. Happy days. You go, girl, indeed. And I just want uh, everyone to know that uh, we're trying to jam two of us in this sound booth, and uh, my wife is now touching me in, in, inappropriately. Not inappropriately. I'm allowed to. It's very private places. <laughs> I wouldn't say that I've caused you any harm. Well, we'll let a judge decide <laughs> that one. It's Q&A, and uh, I do like to bring dear It's not Rich. Q&A Thursday, is it? That's long gone. Oh, oh, Q&A Monday. Remember those days when I used to do a lot, a lot of episodes? I do. I nearly had a full mental breakdown. Yeah. Um, so, look, that, that sounded really... I love doing them. It was just a lot to do. Anyway, happy days. Happy Great. days. That's the end of the show. Let's, uh... No, Regan. Who's, who's up? Regan. Regan. Or Regan. Is this one of those ones where you read the question and yep. you say their name and then at the end of the question you realise they said, please don't use my real name and then we have to go and do it all again? This is not. Are you just reading ahead just to check? Yep. And... <laughs> yeah. I am. My fiancé. Hello, Alicia. And Richard. I'm putting Richard in because she didn't know you would be here. There's a new hashtag, by the way. There's a counterparty hashtag. Can you just explain to everyone what you're talking about? You can't just... Oh, there's some stupid hashtag of bring back rich or more rich or something. There's a counterculture hashtag of ditch rich. You just made that up. No, it's it, it's a thing. It's happening. Rich is really funny now. He's quite sensitive because we did a survey. When you become a premium subscriber, we send you a quick survey just to figure out stuff. Who the... You are. Yeah, in a nice way. <laughs> and one of the questions is, should there be more rich? Right, obvious joke question. Obvious. Then, <laughs> like, the answer is yes. Like, like that's as the if you'd say no, because that's mean. And someone said no. And I Like, think, 10% of people say no. Ten, I think there's been one person. No, it's more than that. And now it's given Rich a complex, because even though he acts like he doesn't like doing the show, he secretly loves it. Not ditch even secretly. Rich. Hashtag ditch rich. But now you've got this real complex about thinking that people don't want you on the show. Yeah, because that's what they say in the One survey person. response. If it's, I a listened, it's a joke. It's a clear joke. I made the mistake. Do you remember the first night I went on television and we watched and I was so, we were both so excited and then I went on Twitter. The this first is years night you ago went on television. for the project when I was on the project. I don't think I, I was in the country, was I? Okay. Rich maybe wasn't in the country. No, I think he might have been. But I went back to Twitter. This is when I was doing TV and we were doing live. It was a live panel show in Australia and I was so proud of myself. I'm like, I have really hit some achievement You've marks. made it. You've well, cracked it <laughs> the big time. I didn't think that. But I was like, okay, I'm on telly. And then I went back and watched the Twitter comments. Yeah. And someone said to me, <laughs> not to me because they're fucking assholes, but said, um, she's got a cat's ass mouth. <laughs> Is that not the meanest thing? <laughs> and then I'm, and then we talked to. I remember talking to our beautiful friend Julia, who is, you know, like major. Does is she in, also have a cat's ass mouth? I don't think so, <laughs> but she's 
relatively famous in Australia. And she's like, why would you ever read? <laughs> why would you ever read anyone's comments about your personal oh. appearance on Twitter? Don't ever do that again. She really put me in my place. And um, But Katzal's mouth has... <laughs> It's really stuck with you. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why you can't listen to that one person who doesn't want to bring back Rich. Regan says, my fiancé and I just got engaged last week. Yeah, well done. But I've secretly been listening to your podcast for months. (laughs) Oh, well, that's good. That's great. I love all your real talk advice and the supportive community of Bride Chillers you've created. Yeah, true. They're fucking great. I have a question I'd love your perspective on. My fiancé and I live in a small town in the mountains. Oh, oh my God. Guess nice. where she lives. She doesn't live in fucking Colorado. Does she? <gasps> oh, my oh, God. Oh, I love it. Oh. For those who don't know, Colorado is my spirit home. Yeah, it's the weirdest thing. I just feel this. I'm not into woo-woo in any way, but I feel emotionally connected to Colorado. keep coming out with this stuff. You're like, I, I just feel like we're going to live there one day. I do. And also, when I was a kid, we lived on Colorado Street. Yeah, look, it all, it's all adding up, isn't it? Have and I love Morecambe, India, and that was in Colorado. Was it? Mm-hmm. Have you been to Colorado? Yeah, I went to Telluride. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I just feel like it's the place we're meant to be. Anyway, that's where Reagan lives. Reagan lives in Colorado. Yep. <laughs> in a tiny town in the middle. Like, it does sound nice. And we've envisaged, envisaged, envisaged yep. um, our wedding happening in the mountains. Oh. Nice. We are both incredibly passionate about the outdoors, hiking, skiing, backpacking. Oh, sounds great. We want to hang out with you. My fiancé has been a ski racer <laughs> since childhood. Oh, wow. And, and as a collegiate athlete. Is mm-hmm. that right? Is that what it's called? Collegiate? Yeah. Have I read that correctly? Oh, yeah. geez, That's a squeaky. It's not me. Um, the mountains are truly home in every way. The problem is there's always a problem. Oh, and I dear. mean that in, with love, Regan, because it all sounded a bit perfect. My fiancé's aunt can't travel to the high altitudes, oh no, due to uh, medical conditions. She is a very important part of his life. She's like a second mother to him and has already become close with me as well. Oh, my fiancé, his sister, who recently married at low elevation and others have recommended that I shouldn't plan the wedding around her attendance. Hmm. But I can't bring myself to make that choice. I feel strongly that the mountains are a special place. So do I. (laughs) And would be the best place for us to celebrate our love, but I also feel strongly that family should come first. Any thoughts? That's a tough one. I mean, straight off the bat, I just think Alicia could dress up as your aunt. I could be her surrogate, like they used to in Arrested Development. You could wear a video camera and just walk around and be her, and you can say whatever she wants to say in your earpiece, and she can do the feed. You you would do that. I'm there. Yeah. I'm already thinking about where to get the live cam. How do I integrate the camera into a pretty hat? Or headband. <laughs> into a fascinator. It is tricky. Uh, to be serious, though, Regan, um, yeah. the idea that you have this, you've envisaged this sort of, I- this beautiful ideal day, and it's especially somewhere that you are so passionate about, and it's a big part of your lives. It's not just somewhere you've picked because it's pretty and you've seen it once. This is your life. And I think, as you would surely know, having listened sneakily to the podcast, uh, that, <laughs> you know, your wedding should reflect who you are as people and what your passions are and and uh, that's very important. And I think your sister and your extended family have a good point that it's hard to make one big decision around one person, even though obviously this person, your, um, your fiancé's aunt, has a lot of connections 
And I feel that way about Auntie Anne. I was just thinking if Auntie Anne couldn't come to our wedding. Oh, yes. Belinda's mum. Yeah. I would be, I'd feel quite devastated, actually. It was very important that she was there. But yeah. also, I want to turn it, like I was saying earlier in the show, you've got to twist it around and go, would that aunt want the whole wedding to be moved or disrupted because of the altitude? Mm. Can she take drugs? Maybe. I don't know. I know I struggle at that altitude. You do. So. And you don't have a medical condition. You're just Not that I know weak. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just weak. <laughs> no, but people, altitude does. If you've never experienced altitude sickness, and this is, I'm not saying she's got, she's obviously got a condition that um, it could be a heart condition. I'm not going to speculate about her medical condition. No, let's have no speculation on the show, please. Thank you. Uh, but it is hard when you are challenged. And even without medical conditions, altitude affects people in really dramatic ways sometimes. Strange, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Um, uh, this this is a tough question. I I would ask if there are ways that you can either have the ceremony not at altitude, but yeah. lower, depending on which town you're in, if there's a town that you could maybe go to and then go into the mountains for the celebration, if there's a way that you can do another sort of special celebration uh, the day before that you could include your aunt in. I'm not even kidding to, to just video her in like Skype and stuff is amazing if you wanted yeah. to if she wanted yeah. to be there to include her in that way that could be also an opportunity to use a bit of technology I don't think if you have your heart set on it and it truly sounds like you do that you should be having to make really big changes because of one lovely no, special yes. lady yeah 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 and and I'm sure she would be understanding as well you know if just as long as you acknowledge her importance to you yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, look, Regan, please let us know how you go. Bride Chillers, if you have a, an answer that you would like to be able to share, you can simply uh, leave a voice message. Yes, indeed. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You sound very reluctant about that. Oh, no, I, I just thought uh, I, I, I didn't realise it was my no, I didn't chance give you to any. plug something I don't know much about. Uh, you just need to go to thebridechiller.com and you can simply click through the speak pipe link which is a very simple program that you can record, or you just record something on your bloody iPhone, Android, what other rip-off? Some people do it while driving in the car, but it does mean we get beeping noises. <laughs> I do enjoy that. <laughs> uh, you can record a message and leave it. Just email it to me, alicia at thebridechiller.com. Uh, all that information is on the website. Uh, to our next, next question. This one, this question, my husband, is uh, from Amanda. She says, Hi. Amanda from Toronto, Canada. Toronto. 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 And we love to drink in when we go to Canada. This is not an ad. Are you reading her email or, <laughs> <laughs> or are you talking What's about that us? fun Timmy Hortons? Timmy Hortons, yes. That was, I was really impressed with Timmy Hortons. Timmy Hortons is great. Oh, those donuts. Mm. Anyway, Amanda is from, do you wonder what, do you think people go, oh, this is why we don't want to bring back Rich because they just talk about <laughs> donuts. Not only that, but I, I should add. Timmy Hortons are not sponsors of the show. <laughs> if they want to sponsor the show, get in touch. Yeah, because I'd, we I'd... do genuinely love Timmy Hortons. And if they could FedEx some of their goods. At the moment, I am in the beginning stages of planning my June 2018 wedding and there is one thing that keeps coming up that has really got me thinking. Timmy Hortons? Yeah. How to get married at Timmy Hortons? Oh, my God. I bet someone's done that. Hmm. Let's Google that. The last month, I have talked to friends and co-workers about needing a haircut. 
And they all say the same thing, but don't you want to wait for the wedding? <laughs> oh, Christ. People are so weird. Sorry for saying, like, I was going to say sorry for saying Christ, but yeah. Christ. First of all, I don't have long hair. It's always been shoulder length. So what is the expectation that we have to have long, curly hair for our weddings? Oh, oh Christ's sake. Again, <laughs> again, today went in for a haircut and I mentioned my wedding and the stylist goes, oh, <gasps> and you're going to go long for the wedding, yeah? <laughs> what is this picture in our head that every bride has to wear strapless wedding, uh, strapless dress, veil and have long hair? Channeling my inner bride chiller. And we'll be rocking a blush pink dress, no veil, and short hair. Because that's me. Love your podcast and recommend them to every bride I meet. Amanda. Just fuck yes. On you, Amanda. I just wanted to read that because I have just finished, as people will know if they're following my Facebook live things on uh, the old Facebook. On Facebook, funnily enough. <laughs> I've been talking about writing The Bride Chiller Survival Guide, which you, my husband, have been helping me read. This is like proofread. Let me proofread. So here's the funny thing. I What's the funny thing? I can't wait to hear this. <laughs> here's the funny thing. Only old weird people say that. I've got something funny to say, and then it's oh, not it's funny. a story I've heard before. No, but with proofreading, is is I think this is we've been laughing about this because you are proofreading before we send it to a proofreader. Yeah. And it's like people that clean their houses before they go <laughs> to work when the cleaner's coming because you don't want them to really see how yeah. disgusting you really are. Yeah. And we don't want someone to see. Well, look, I will say I have dyslexia, so I think some of the things that you spot, the two words that I get, I've got a few, where and were, Yes. I seem to have absolutely yeah. – I know I can read them, but when I write them, yeah. mixed up. I've also had to write not a sentence – Mm. <laughs> a, a few times. Oh, I just get really excited about having just the opportunity. It just comes out of me, and that it sounds does, gross. Yes, yes. No, but no, I get it, in the zone. I'm it just flows like, on typing, the page, and then Rich writes not a sentence next to it. <laughs> Please don't. Where is the verb? <laughs> Please don't take this as um, thinking that this is not going to be professional. <laughs> <laughs> it's a uh, children's book. <laughs> As in it's written by children. Well, you know, and it's been really fun to be able to have the chance to put some of this stuff in, in writing, obviously in writing, uh, but in in a, you know, nice flowing way that I want to help people plan their weddings. But it's been challenging. I've got a lot to say. It's a really good book. Oh, thank you. Yeah. He doesn't have to say that either. No. I was nervous actually giving it to you. I was a bit Why worried. Well, I just thought you might go, this is shit. Oh, no. That's good. You've never really said good. anything I've done shit, so. So, should we move on? Okay. Okay. I think, uh, do we have time for one more? Is it the end of the show? Happy days. Stop doing that. <laughs> <laughs> um, We've got a voicemail. Should we end the show with a voicemail? Let's end the show with a voicemail. All right, hang on. Because the last one, uh, it is a and a but that wasn't a Q or an A. It was more of a statement. It was an S. I, yeah, but I just, want, I wanted to say, sorry, we haven't even talked about Amanda's thing. That was so rude. We went to Timmy Horton's and then I talked about my own book, all about me. Who's Amanda? <laughs> Amanda, the point I was going to make was I was writing about how we feel like we should look on our wedding day. And one of the chapters deals with this idea of perfection and this ultimate bride that the wedding industry, in quotes, likes to perpetuate 
perpetuate, and that is that we're all this lean, skinny, biatch, long haired, horseback riding. Yeah, and it's like, who the fuck? I don't even know this woman. Who is this woman? Does she exist? And maybe she does. Of course she does, because she's on the front of every freaking wedding magazine. But I don't think they represent me and most of the people I know. And the expectation that you'll have long flowing hair when, you know, most of the long flowing hair on Instagram are weaves and clip in hair anyway is ridiculous. So there was a lovely photo posted on the uh, Bride Chiller community of uh, now I can't remember her name, mm. but she's a recent Bride Chiller graduate. Great. Uh, but her husband had very long, beautiful flowing hair. Oh, he did. Yeah. That was a beautiful photo. Yeah. Great photo. Oh, they were a handsome couple. Yeah. Yeah. It's sickeningly so. Very attractive. <laughs> We're going to find your names and we will tag you. We'll maybe put them in the show notes because I did ask sure. if I could share that image. Sorry we yes. can't remember your name on the fly. Remember I was going to have a guess at it, but uh, do there are many names flying around my head. Oh, a very attractive couple. But I love the idea that, you know, Amanda, that you are saying, fuck that. I mean, why should we all have to grow our hair long or do whatever? Um, lovely Brittany from Happily Ever Borrowed did a fantastic... Uh, photo shoot with her accessories because she's got gorgeous like a bob a long bob Um, and she said why on earth are we always having to see photos of these long haired ladies we should appreciate the short haired brides and Mm. she did some photo shoots with some really great hair accessories and used uh, herself and a couple of short hair models and I think it's so beautiful. I, again, will try and share those this week on social media and in the show notes. But she made a real point of saying we're just marketed at making us all look the same when we don't. No. Here we go. Here's a voice message. Hi, Alicia. This is Aaliyah. I am a bride-to-be in the United States. I live in Colorado. Oh, my God. Oh, my fucking God. You didn't even plan this. I haven't listened to this message. I was doing a bit of a potluck message. (laughs) (gasps) It's a sign. It's not a sign. It's a sign. Um, I just got engaged a couple of months ago, and I'm really happy and excited. We jumped right into wedding planning, and we've gotten a lot of the um, big ticket items done. So we've booked the caterer and the venue and the photographer and... um, the coordinator and all that kind of stuff. So it's really coming together. I, I feel very chill. I feel like I'm the physical embodiment of a bride chilla, mostly, except for there's one thing that is testing my chill, and that is my mother. So I have a little mama drama happening now, and I don't know how to handle it. So a little context is that I am an only child, and my mom has really, I think, built up in her mind how the wedding planning process is going to go. Um, I think she had a lot of visions of a very traditional wedding, and although we are having a large wedding, it is not traditional really at all, um, which I'm very excited about because it's going to be fun and not stuffy. Not that traditional weddings are stuffy, but they're just not our style. So. Um, For example, I told my mom that we were thinking about not doing a bouquet and garter toss, and she got very, very upset about that. But I also probably didn't frame it very well, because I said something like, I think that's fucking stupid. Why would we be forced to do that 
dumb tradition that was made up by the bridal industry and blah 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 and then like it was just downhill from there so we we worked through a lot of those initial hiccups and little spats that we've had like that but my question today is about jealousy um my mom is very very jealous of my future mother-in-law um to the point where she had a meltdown recently and said basically that she does not want my future mother-in-law to be involved in any sort of wedding planning whatsoever. Um, she accused my future mother-in-law of being um, a control freak. She got very, very upset when uh, my in-laws offered to pay for the rehearsal dinner um, not because she was, like, offended, not because of the money issue. She was upset because she thought that they're trying to, like, take over her wedding planning process or, like, steal her thunder or something. Um, so it's, it's very weird now. I feel like I'm in a really awkward position. Um, she also doesn't want my future mother-in-law involved in anything like decor wise definitely not dress shopping um which makes me sad and I it I have a great relationship with my future in-laws and it really makes me feel uncomfortable that I'm being put in this position to basically have to exclude them because of my mom the other thing is that my parents are paying for like 90% of the wedding um which makes me feel like some obligatory stuff that I have to not make her upset and do what she wants because she's paying. And I was actually just listening to your other, uh, like, Keeping the Peace episode about family issues. And um, your mother-in-law, whom I love, Veronica, she mentioned something like the phrase, whoever pays picks the song or, like, whoever pays chooses the fiddle or I don't remember, but basically whoever pays gets the last word. Um, and so I want to be respectful of my mom, but also be inclusive. Um, and I just don't know what to do. So if you could help a chilla out, that would be awesome. Anyway, sorry, this is a million years long. Feel free to cut, chop, roar, whatever. Um, I love you so much. This podcast has been a godsend to me and I'm so happy that I found you. Happy days. Alea. Happy days, that's the end of the show. This is a hard one. That's not funny. <laughs> Too <laughs> we soon. Need to help a chiller out here. Um, Aaliyah, only child, fellow only child here. And Colorado lover, apparently. And Colorado lover. And this is a really interesting yeah. message. Yeah. Because I think there's a couple of issues here, a couple of levels of issues that we should we should broach. The first is it's your wedding, not your mum's wedding, as you would already know that. And she needs to know that. And although I'm sure V had good intentions about people saying people that pay get to make decisions, I hope in that episode I hit her with the, <laughs> that's not necessarily true, because I don't believe that. No, you know, wedding donors. Yeah, that's what I'm like calling. super packs. They're super packs. So, you know, we like to refer to parents who uh, contribute generously to your wedding as a wedding donor. And the metaphor I like to use is it's just like a political fund and 
yeah, okay, if you're the politician, people come along with their super PACs and they're donating money and they do it because they want to help and they believe in your cause, but they also secretly, if you like House of Cards, they might be people who are trying to get something changed or done. Might. Most likely they want something for their money. And I think anyone that says they're just the parents are just contributing to make sure you have your dream day, 90% of the time, I don't believe that to be true. Usually there are strings attached. Yeah, and that sucks. And it's not necessarily, um, you know, overt strings attached by, yeah. you know, some parents are like, this is what, if we give you money, this is what we're going to do. And actually this week, I, not to bring it down, Alia, or bring it away from you, we would be, I promise I'm coming back. But there was a bride chiller that made this comment saying that her parents had agreed to pay for the wedding. This is in the bride chiller community. And unfortunately this week, her parents had decided because her partner didn't share their faith that um, they no longer wanted to fund the wedding. And firstly, amazing responses from the community. Mm. I was so disappointed for this lovely bride chiller, but also going, fuck that. I mean, firstly, it's about your love for each other, not about your parents deciding because for whatever bias that they feel they won't be able to fund a union because he didn't believe in the same religion. I just think that's like, well, you don't need the money. Walk away. Be together. But also she was deeply worried about how that would affect her feelings for her parents. So Mm. I find it really hard when parents say, well, I don't, you know, we just want to give you this money. Just do whatever you want. And then they hold it over you because I actually think it's sort of blackmail. It is blackmail. So saying that, it feels like your mum, because you're her only kid and she's obviously placed a lot of expectations on the day, like it's her prom, then she is now developing these strange, jealous habits. And it seems she's uh, possibly insecure about the role Mm. she will play in your life going forward, which is probably where her jealousy of the uh, mother-in-law comes in. And it's hard because... I think as we, you know, we talk, talked about earlier about the Benjamin Button thing about saying that parents get a bit confused when you get older and more independent and you're doing your own thing. And I think from someone who's in a very similar family situation that it can be really hard when you meet a new family and they've just been your life. And, you know, especially because you're a small family because you're the only kid, it can be challenging for parents when you start to integrate into a new family. I'm sure she's desperately happy for you but also sad that she thinks she might be losing you and that that this is her way she can keep grips of the control and a little bit of you potentially yeah yeah retain ownership somehow yeah i I think this needs a really firm calm caring conversation with your mum and just sort of say i don't know if you realize bring a bit of dr Lindsay beer into it but just say i've noticed you're being a bit weird. <laughs> well, I've noticed that you're, you know, I'm, I'm being really challenged by how you're reacting to these situations. And I don't know if you realise how it's coming across, but it's a little concerning because I know that you want the best for us and for me, but I don't know how to deal with this because I think you might be being a little bit unfair. Yeah. And maybe you could say, and it might be hurting your mother-in-law's feelings or the fact that you would like to be inclusive and you see yourself as developing a family unit and it's very hard to do it if she won't let anyone else in. Yeah. Was that too heavy? No. It's really hard. Families are hard. They carry their own shit that's not necessarily your shit and they don't necessarily tell you 
unless you delve deeper. And maybe it's having that challenging, sit her down, make her a cup of coffee and having that challenging conversation without hurting her feelings. Um, yeah. And, you know, maybe it's also about going, uh, if if your money comes with... Strings. Then, and this is calling her bluff, I'm not saying really do it, but say, <laughs> then maybe we won't accept your money and fucking hope she doesn't pull that money. <laughs> <laughs> I love calling bluff. Do you? Yeah. All right. I'll remember that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean... There's something going back yeah. to House of Cards. There's something Frank and Claire about it without being evil or murdering people. But I think some people don't expect it. Calling bluff. No, very true. Yeah, good one. I think this is the solution. I think it's more annoying. The solutions I often give, I just have a really uncomfortable conversation. Talk it out. Yeah, and you know, so many people don't talk about things, and then once they sort of are poked and made to hear how they're acting, or at least hear how their actions are affecting you, they go, "Oh, geez, I had no idea." Am I being a crazy, you know, jealous woman? Yes. <gasps> Shit. Sorry. I'll adjust. Was that your role? Your role play? Yeah. Yeah. I was doing two characters yeah. then. That was very good. Thank you. Acting. Acting. I'm an actor. Sorry for being so loud then. Um, this is uh, where we leave you today. Time to say goodbye. Time and to say happy days. It it is the end of the show. It genuinely is, and it's been a delight. If you have a question, if you have a theme, a suggestion that you would like to uh, have me pursue Don't in a way. the uh, hashtag is Ditch Rich. Ditch Rich is hashtag not a thing. Ditch Rich. Bring back rich. Not a thing. That's the bullshit one. The real one is Ditch Rich. Uh, I'm moving the microphone towards me now. Ditch Rich. For more information, visit thebridechiller.com. Thanks again to Loomis today for sponsoring the episode. Thanks, Loomis. Very good stuff. Pearly Whites, easy five days is all it takes for five shades. Look at that. I'm, it's working well, the partnership. Well, it's funny because in this sound booth, we, we have a light installed, but we haven't turned it on because your teeth are just lighting up the all whole All right, booth. mate. That's <laughs> enough. That was hammy. Uh, <laughs> Love to everyone in the Bride Chiller community. If you haven't visited yet, what are you waiting for? It's fantastic. Happy days. Oh, is this went happy days? <laughs> the Bride Chiller Podcast. The only place a cookie cutter should be used is in the kitchen. Am I right? <laughs>